listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Dad's After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Dad's After Show. Oh, sorry. For dads at AfterBuzz TV, this is season one, episode ten. The episode is called "Dad Abuse," and there was some there was some abuse this episode. We will talk about it. I am your host, Lauren Leonelli, and here with me we have Jennifer Golden, Kevin John, Yay, Holla, Holla. So I hope that maybe one episode, one of the sons calls his dad Big Papa. Ooh. Maybe they should write it in. Well, yeah. you know John, right? So we all know John. Yeah, let's make that happen. Um, did I tell you I met John? I actually met John. Oh, you did? Yes, he is very funny, very nice, and I'm not. Where sure did you if, run into him at? I'm not sure out uh, at a at a, a social event. Huh. Um, I am not sure that he wrote this episode though. I didn't see. No, he Wellesley... came, he, we talked about it. Okay. Um, because, because Jen yes. was on um, watching this live taping. This is so. the episode that I've been talking about that I went to the actual taping of. So, so please interject when you can and tell us anything that you saw happening, like the one scene where Seth Green had a couple different lines, that part I that will. I just gave away, but we'll tell you when exactly. it happened. <laughs> I just stole your thunder. Um, but <laughs> what John said was that he was working on something else at the time, and he was not the lead on this one and then he was called in to do rewrites but like right before he wasn't at the table read so like then he sort of stepped in and and he was very busy when I was there I I think yeah well everything happens very fast in the sitcom world and I think that and Vanessa was saying that when we interviewed her that you know all these things are happening within the the week span that they do the table read and right. the rehearsals and mm-hmm. the and the run through and the live tape like that all happens within a matter of five days so if something goes wrong and they need to rewrite like it's a scramble right and so like what I would see them do when I was there was they would do the scene they'd maybe do it a second time the the writers would all be like taking notes and rewriting and and taking notes. Is this based and, on the audience's reaction? Well, so some of it was, uh, or know, just however it felt. It was, uh, I think, a combination of you know which jokes hit and which ones didn't. Um, then they would like come up with things on the spot and they would you know talk to the actors and say try this. The actors would then improv yeah. and that must have been fun to watch. Yeah, it was really fun. Like the uh, scene where Crawford is giving his business card. Oh yeah to Warner uh-huh. for his, his fake father business or right. a fake parent business. Um, each one of those responses I thought were so funny. And it was interesting From to see. Crawford? Yeah. For, each time, you know, I, I would guess that the business card said nothing on it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they would sort of just make things up as they went along mm-hmm. because they would do a different answer each time. I love that. It was really funny. I was wondering which one they would go with. And 
That one was really funny when I was there. So I'm sorry, just 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 so I guess the viewers understand and myself. So if they go while live taping it, if they say a joke and it bombs or doesn't hit, they immediately get rid of it and then substitute it with another joke or something like that on the spot. Correct. So when they do something on the spot like that, it's improv and the producers or directors, they just have a quick writing session of 30 seconds, like say this. Literally while it's happening, they run around with a script and a pencil and they're writing like the script fits in their hand. It's like the smaller side scripts. If you've been on a set, you see like a smaller version. Um, They write in or they're like make a note, be like that didn't hit or like take one or take two or take three because the thing about the live taping is it's not live. You know, it's it's really there. It's in front of a live right. audience, but it's not live like theater. Like you exactly. only have one shot. Exactly. Die. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's not like the voice is live and you vote at a certain time because mm-hmm. it's happening in real time. It's this is happening in front of a live studio, live studio audience and they can gauge reactions mm-hmm. because they're actually there. But yeah. They can then edit and be like, okay, take two was the best one. Right. And then obviously in the editing process, like you just said, yeah. you know, you never know what it might look like in the, on the, in the editing bay, mm-hmm. you know, what ends up on the cutting room floor. We don't know. Don't tangle yourself there. I Jen. know. I yeah. got caught and I was worried. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. These wires and uh, Tricky. cords attached to our headsets are very dangerous. And you know that we are live. So. That, that's live. See, yeah. that would have been cut right out. Totes. That is true. Marissa should have just cut to a different camera but she didn't she might have we don't know she might have or what have we said okay so this episode yeah we started off basically we always talk about this too jen you and i about uh or we did last week when kevin unfortunately wasn't with us but we were talking about (laughs) a storyline and b storyline and (laughs) this episode i guess the a storyline was the dad's um you know and specifically David, but then both of them getting taken away, the dad abuse, which was the title of the episode. And I think that Tonita Castro's character, Edna, was like the B storyline because she was really in this episode a lot. We've been talking about it all season, how we want to see more of her. We got it. I love her and thought she was absolutely hysterical. I almost want to say that the B storyline was racism. You always... because Veronica also had like that whole They're aren't always you racist though. But they called it out this time and like they went heavy hitting on the immigration and the like Okay, fine. Real Housewives of Guadalajara and fine. I mean I'll I'll agree with you. Fine. So more specifically Edna is B and I do think that there was a prevalent um, like oh, racism yeah. going on. It was on. yeah, for sure. Which I happen to love because it's funny and I think you stereotypes. Love and, no, no, no. I'm I think kidding. stereotypes. Well, no, I get. Thank what you though for clarifying that because no. people will be like, "She loves racism." No, um, well, we, that's why we all like this show because we think stuff like that's funny to make jokes about. And I it. think, as far as racism is concerned, the racism in this particular episode, I think the funniest jokes were the yeah. racist ones. Yeah. You know, totally when Veronica right. says everything tastes like spicy pets yeah. when she's talking about Thai, Thai food, and then yeah. Edna diving in immigrant. The, the the racist jokes to me and, were the most hilarious. And, and uh, it's funny because I think that this is like a common thing that people do believe. Like it's not racist. Uh, Veronica said this. It's not racist if you're making fun of your own race. Hence Jen the Jew. Hence I Jen can the say Jew. it, but if no. you're like, you yeah. Jew, I'd be like, ew, what's wrong with you? Well, if you're saying exactly. it like that, but what if someone's saying, saying you Jew? I don't know anyone that does that, but I would love to. Well, that was I'm very dramatic. Saying, it doesn't I'd have to be. I'm taken back. You Jew. It can right. be, <gasps> well, I think you're a Jew. 
Yay! I'm like a little nope. leprechaun that you find at the pot of gold. I would be very happy right? if I found you, you and put you in my pocket, day. and I'd be more, even more happy if I found out you were a Jew, which I knew, know you are. Well, you do, but... Happy Hanukkah's coming up. Oh, thank you. I'm like Hanukkah Harry, um, which I still don't really understand because there is no Harry and there is no... What's Hanukkah Harry? I don't know. People say it. It's like their version of Santa. Santa. It doesn't make mm. any sense at all. Um, but to, to <laughs> speak further um, about that... Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that we touched on a point that they comment on, you know, when we've spoken to, like, Seth Green and John Viner and Vanessa, that it's not like these are racist comments. It's not negatively speaking about anybody. It's calling out... It's calling out... Stereotypes and social commentary, people that actually believe these things that are quite silly. But it's not actually malicious, and I think that's the difference between racism and, like, when we were saying just now, like, you, Jew, like, in that tone versus just, like... Oh, poking like, fun at the idea that somebody may think this, right? Instead of just really, they're just it. exploiting stereotypes. Exactly. I love that and, about them, and yeah. they're not making up these stereotypes. No. These yeah. are stereotypes that we've all heard. Reflects. I've heard that before. It's not racist if you're making fun of your own race. And then, um, and then it was the joke was like, you know, punched by uh, Eli's character saying, "Yeah, you just leave that up to the white people." Right. <laughs> um, which is funny because he's white. Right. Yeah, so, see, that's another thing. They're fair. They make fun of all races. Right. Yeah, they they make just fun make fun of, white of people Mexicans like, or they or make fun of everybody. Yeah, they make so fun of everybody. That even shows you it's, you I mean, know. it's just a whole big shebang of making fun of people. <laughs> exactly. um, and they even make fun of a lot of the actors on the show based on appearance. Right. Which is just like a physicality, not even like a racial thing. But it's still, it's like they're kind of <laughs> just in the realm of making fun. Right. Um, and you need to, everyone just needs to chill out about it if you still have a problem with it. Um, or just don't watch the show. Or just don't watch <laughs> right. well, you should watch You could watch show. us, but just yeah. don't watch the show. <laughs> um, but uh, so there's, there was a couple like little funny um, fights this episode where, it, I mean, even the episode opened up with like, uh, Eli and Veronica fighting like kids and the, it was a lot of that and then uh, Eli and his dad fighting like that and then Edna came in on it and then uh, you know all of the, the wackiness ensued with uh, Eli and David and Edna fighting over the towels and Eli's complaining about the, his dad David eating all the food and then they fight over the towel to the point where David falls over hits his head and they're in the hospital um, and they they come back from the hospital. They get a knock on the door from the uh, what was he C- uh, special officer Silverton, and this is where Tonita Castro's character come, came in. She was already very funny throughout up to this point, but this is when she yelled "immigration" and ran and dove on the and floor. Dove, I mean, <laughs> and when she I- was doing all her own stunts. You see later in the episode when it ends, what she does. I mean, she is just freaking hilarious. And like we think back back to episodes past where like Eli jumps on her back and she gives him piggyback rides. Like she does funny stuff. I love her. She's like one of my faves. She's one of my faves too, not just because of the stereotype but I mean, I guess because she highlights such like a one of my favorite stereotypes of like housekeepers and like things like that. But it's also because she's so like, she's a knight. Like she cares. Right. And you love her because she cares. I know she's kind of snappy and sassy and she's she's funny in that sense. But just like when it comes down to it, she really loves Warner and Eli. She mm-hmm. really loves them. Yeah, she makes them food and things like that. She and like kissed kiss Warner yeah. goodnight oh. and sang to him and she loves it's cute. I will say this, when I was at the taping, the immigration line, like I it was the first time I'd seen that scene and it happened and I was hysterically laughing. I'm sure. Because <laughs> 
I loved everything about that. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that stereotype, the fact that then she's they, like. They are not the first sitcom no. or show, for that matter, to, you know, uh use the stereotype. And no, and then it. she really drives it home when she's like, I may or may not be, be legal. legal. And he's like, what are the... Ch-? Oh, she's like, there's a chance I might not be legal. And he's like, what chance? What percent? And she's like, 100%. 100%. But the 100%, she said, like, I go, 100%. It was like... Yeah. She's super cute. cute. Yeah. Love her. So um, so the the officers take David and Crawford away because he says they need to be removed to a safe place. They, he- oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. I- I have no idea where that came from. I've been, was that you? I've been I working on my. Moth. I've been working on my cat pin flipping skills. Thing. I thought I did that to you just yeah. five minutes ago. So now ago. we're even. Okay, but that was guys, accidental. For people was... who for people who are listening, um, we just had a wow. little pen top fly at my. <laughs> wow! Kevin. Is there any way, Marissa, we can rewind that real quick Kevin, and slow the show motion? This it's is really live. just to show you guys and to you listeners out there that this is a live Hold show. On. Hold on. I had no, I was not even aiming for her. You guys, I seriously just thought that the set was falling apart. I thought a moth was in here. Did you see me look at Marissa? I was like, (laughs) Marissa, what just? (laughs) Anyway, the pen top just flew at me. That happened while we were watching screening the show, which is really funny. Um, so I guess we're even. I didn't know I can do that. Jeez, karma just came back at me strong right now. Man. Um, I didn't do it on purpose either. (laughs) Anyway, so. (laughs) Neither did I. So, um, the dads are removed, uh, because they need to be taken to a safe place. Is this true though? Is this real that, that, that officer said when an elderly person is, comes into the hospital or has been treated for something, we need, we automatically have to look into it. I don't know. I mean, I've, I, we all had grandparents or have grandparents. I don't remember that ever happening, but I would guess that it probably does based on maybe the injury. Well, if you guys are listening and watching and you want to look that up and let us know, you can tweet us or call in um, or you can keep the combo going on iTunes and let us know if that is true or not or if any of you have had any personal experience with it. While you're on iTunes, rate and comment and tell a friend and give us five stars. Hello. Five stars. And you can also talk about how amazing you think our live action is. And can you please get your thumb away from that pen top? It's it's not gonna come again. Yeah, it's I, on here. Well, tight. you didn't think it was coming the first time. Well, I'm like, aiming for Jen this time. Right. I was gonna say so, I haven't been hit yet, and yeah. I would really like to not. And if it comes from both of you at the same time, because I'm sitting in the middle, I'm I not may doing cry that on air. Um, okay, so it's back, all live. Back to the show that we watched called Dads. Everybody, in case we're digressing a little, <laughs> <laughs> the dads get taken away, and. Uh, Eli and Warner are happy about it. And I'm glad that they were happy about it at first because it would not... We knew eventually they were going to be like, we have to go get our dads back, obviously. But it wouldn't have made sense for them to just be like, oh, no, they took our dads. What are we going to do? Like, because they're always complaining about getting them out. It was so much more realistic to have them be like, yeah, oh, my God, uh, that is so great. Uh, We'll we'll work it out somehow. I mean, they weren't just like celebrating right right away but they were definitely like it'll be fine like they were they were glad they said what they were not going to miss oh what did they say like uh eli said he wasn't going to miss any more stories about sully sullenberg yeah uh faking (laughs) that or something like that and then 
I forget what the one was for Crawford. I forget too, but that was pretty funny. Oh, going through the doggy door? Oh, yeah, getting stuck in the doggy door. Um, that was when they got back at work and they were, you know, talking about their dads. And then that's when, Ver- what is going on over there? Kevin John. I, I do not, I cannot control myself today. I, mean, I don't know what's going on. Marissa, <laughs> what is, is not in this water? Very happy Linda, right calm now. yourself. Did, did you spike my water? Is that what it is? Because I'm spiked real t- all your waters, apparently. Oh, you did? Super jitter. I need to be in a straight jacket right now. <laughs> Marissa, I'm not acting like my water is spiked, am I? Maybe. Oh, I no. had caffeine. Okay. Anyway. So Jen should be the most hype out of all of us. <laughs> that noise you heard was Kevin having a little leg spasm. So back to our dads. They are taken away. but um, and, and when we see Eli and, and, da- and Warner at work, they're talking about the fact that now they're a little bit more happy and they're talking about right. why they're glad that they're gone. Veronica chimes in and says, wait, what? What? Why aren't you going to get them? Um, and have you guys heard about uh, what's it? elderly abuse? They're like, what are you talking about? They look it up online. Plus, they've got Camilla in their ear when they were having the dinner saying, you guys, how could you not be going out and looking for where your fathers are? And then uh, if she, uh, she points out, when we lost the cat, that was you another were really funny upset. Scene. I loved that scene with Seth Being Green. There. First of all, we know Seth Green. If you follow him on Instagram, um, I'll look up his live tweet. His, live um, his picture tonight. of his cat. He loves his cat. He, there was a picture of his cat in a sink, I believe it was, or something like that. Yeah, and he puts. I'll give you his handle in a second. But um, so it was funny because we all, obviously, hopefully, you guys saw our interview with Seth Green. Our five thousandth episode of after Buzz and if TV. not go in the archives and check it out and he talked about his cats and her his cat and what is he like 53 here we go he's the, i can't i don't understand artemis his his uh oh artemis is his name good call if you want to follow seth green on instagram it's 53 th underscore six r three three n did he ever say what that meant? I think he might have, and I forgot. It was a term that was like a techie term that I didn't 53 understand. 53 if. <laughs> a techie term. It was like R3 the way to write it, but like in numbers and letters. And yeah. Like, it's not it's an like anagram, an encode but it's or like something. something. Um, but that was one of the funnier scenes to watch live because Seth Green said a different response each time. Which was to the fact that he was very upset that he said, wait a second, the cat got lost? I thought you just said that the cat went to a rich lady's castle or something like that. And that was the response that he... And then Camilla tried to comfort him, and he said, don't touch me. It was just so funny. Like, one of the responses he said was, like, I don't know you anymore. Oh, yeah. Or, like, he, he like, had the funniest comebacks. I love And each him. one was different. So that was so one of funny. I love that scene. That was yeah. one of my fun... The, my favorite scenes of the show. Yeah, so you were live, that would have been even more hysterical. So after they look up this, you know, elderly abuse at work, they decide they have to go. They have to go get their dad. So they get in the car and they're talking about, it reminded me of when you drink too much and then you wake up the next day and you're like, I am never drinking again uh, for like a day. An intense hangover. Because this, that's what they were doing. They're like, we are going to get our dads and we are going to be the nicest sons ever. We're going to love them. And then they were like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Right. It's just good that we're talking about this. <laughs> they get to the house. And meanwhile, we're seeing little snippets of the dads with, Dave Foley and his wife, who they are calling Donnie and Marie. These people are super chipper. They are like two characters from Glee. Totally. They're singing. (laughs) They're singing. They're they're calling them hoot. You guys are a hoot. And we only use that about term to describe a couple of people. And, you know, they're playing charades. And they said they can put their 
glasses and cups wherever they want. They can leave coaster rings because it reminds them of everyone that's been there. Apparently, they've fostered a bunch of elderly people. So um, Eli and Warner break in. They come to try to take their dads back. I thought it was funny how every time Seth Green said, let's go, like all weird. Yeah. Or whatever I it was. It, it was funny. Um, and the dads didn't want to leave, obviously, because they were having fun. They were being taken care of. They weren't being made to feel like they wanted them out mm-hmm. until the roommates enter and enter two older women who one of them, who was a little more masculine than the other, <laughs> said, you get country club, I get bowling alley. <laughs> and uh, it was funny when they, the camera flashed back to them that you know, Warner or uh, Crawford really did look like he maybe could be at a country club, and David really did look like he was at a bowling alley. It was kind of a funny way to describe their like costumes that are always pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, and was it Crawford that was like accosted by the woman saying, "I need my gardens tended"? Yes, my mm-hmm. yeah, my garden needs tending. And that was a hell of a pickup line, Mal. Yeah. I say for a seventy-five-year-old. She was going for lady. It. She you was know, going for it. Um, I believe that she, well, I don't know how old she was, but I think Crawford's 68. Yeah. Okay. So. so in that she ballpark. She could have been a cougar, though. Or what would that be considered? If you're 68, like a, a cougar a would be like. a saber-toothed tiger because panther. they're extinct. A panther? A panther? A panther? Even a panther? older than a cougar is a panther? Panther. There, there are three lovers. Well, levels. There's pumas. Puma, cougar, cougar. and panther. But so she, panther wait, is who's the oldest? a puma? Puma's like a P- young. Pumas are, uh, the cougars are 40s and then. Pumas are like. Pumas are the 30s. 30s. So, oh. like, if, like, when I'm 30, if I were to date a younger guy, I'm You'd a, be a puma. puma. Yeah. Uh-huh. So well, how I many years younger that. do they have to be for you to be a puma? Just in the 20s. In the Well, I mean, uh, it just has to be significant If enough. you guys know, please tweet that in as well. We're trying to uh, determine the I definitions. I don't think that there's an actual, I think I looked this up. And Did I don't think you? that there's an actual age difference. Yeah, because I was trying to figure out. You're dating what, someone ten years no, younger I than was you. Not. But I think it has to be a significant number. There's not like an actual age difference subtraction, but like just a significant enough number. It's not like if you're 31 and he's 29, you're a yeah. You know, that's practically the same the thing. Whatever. Okay. So practically in guy years, though, it's just different. Because you're always way younger than you really are. Well, because anyway, we mature ten times here. faster yeah, than women. No, uh-uh, not true. Can't you see from dads? Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah. So the dads get back in the car. They're super excited to be gone from there. They're sa- they've been saved. And Especially because Crawford hit the woman. Hit the woman. And they keep going, let's go, go, go. And he's like, we've been driving for a half hour. You don't have to say that. Um, and then it ends uh, with, you know, they're back at work. They're 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 glad their dads are back they're you know not complaining about the things they normally complain about they're actually happy that you know uh david's stuffing the bread down the toilet and you know whatever um and and crawford's robe is opening up to the neighbors in the morning when he gets the paper (laughs) and uh edna and david come storming and fighting and she wants to be able to watch Real Housewives of Guadalajara amazing racist joke number 75 of the episode and David wants to watch Homeland. Love that he loves Homeland. Holla. You can see me at After Buzz TV on Sunday nights wrapping up Homeland. Great show. Um, and I nice like plug. Da- I like yeah. David. <laughs> I like David now that his character likes Homeland. Not I. And, uh, and Edna was like, oh, oh, I'm so crazy. I'm so crazy. Boom. Like, all she talks about is that she's crazy and things are exploding, which right. is really funny. Um, and... 
they say, hey, we've got DVR, you can, you know, just deal with it. And then enters, uh, they, uh, Edna sees the officer that has come in to treat. You need to be careful with that mother effing. Give me the pen. Give me the pen. You don't trust me? Give me the really? pen. Lauren, you're going to snatch my pen? On live um, television? Yes. Wait, and who was that police officer? The police officer was hot, and I love that Veronica was like, you're, why did you say you were hot? Yeah, and then she wouldn't oh, pay attention to him. Yeah, right, he's he was, a firefighter. He was Wait, hot. What was he doing there? I don't know, but he was He, he was, was there to fix the, the fire extinguisher. The fire extinguisher. That he was, was so checking random. them all. Well, they see, do, that's they what happened. Check. The ladies see how hot he is and forget what his purpose is totally in the scene. All right? Anyway, <laughs> he enters back through the scene where Edna sees him, and she's like, immigration, and runs and does her own stunt. She jumps on top of a desk, slides across it, and then hurls herself over, lands on the floor, and runs into the elevator. Now, Jen, when you were there live, did she do that all on the first take, or did she have to do that multiple times? I gotta say, that might have been one of the times I was like getting wine from like the back room. Oh, when you were chilling. Well, yeah. you missed a good. So, yeah. I, feel I did like... run into her though in the room where they had like the fancy food and uh-huh. wine, and I just looked at her and I was like, I was like most starstruck by her. I love. Her. I felt myself. She's very geek nice. Out. I've met her. She's very sweet. We didn't talk, but I heard her speak, and she has that exact accent. Oh, she sounds in real like life. that. Yeah. And I was just like, <sighs> I probably looked at her like a super creeper, but. I was well, excited she's to great. Well, we're going to talk about her in news and gossip, which we'll get to in a second. But yeah, I thought this episode was funny. I'm glad we got to see a lot of her. Yeah. And the fight scenes were <laughs> super funny. And one of my favorite scenes was Seth Green getting upset about the cat. And Dave Foley, news Hello. radio. Hello. Nice little. Uh, Hello. Nice little uh, guest star there. And while I was there, as I had mentioned, Macaulay Culkin was also there just hanging out watching because he's awesome and can do that. Well, like him Seth and Seth, they're friends, right? Yeah, that's right. I think all the Seths are friends. Yeah, Seth MacFarlane and, yeah. Yeah, I think they're all. So he was there and it was, I looked over and I was just like, oh my God, look, Christmas is here. So they're going to have. My childhood is standing by the wall over there. You know what? They should have Macaulay Culkin guest star and be Veronica's love interest in there. Ooh, and make. And make uh, Eli jealous. Yes. Ooh. Predictions. We Is are that a prediction right the there? Well, that's, a, could... that's a request, I think. It could be yeah. a request. Yeah. Um, John, John, make that happen. Make it happen, John. Okay, uh, let's move into some news and After Buzz TV News. All right, if you guys go on to Fox News Latino, you can see a fun article about Tony DeCastro, our lovely Edna, who was amazing this episode. Um, the article is t- titled Tonita Castro shines on dads um, playing the cheerful housekeeper uh, she, Tonita says when she was preparing for this role she did not have to reach very far because when she moved from Mexico uh, she her father had passed away so her family and her remaining family and her moved and um, she had several jobs one of them being a housekeeper so she again she didn't have to dig very far for inspiration oh. um, and that was in the 70s when she moved to America she was had a job in radio for a really long time oh. and didn't even start her get her first acting job until 2005 so she's been hit it hard um Tonita says she loves the writers. She's learning so much um, from all the actors, all the seasoned actors that she's with. And she is especially fond of Seth Green, who she's been following for years. And she says, I quote, I love him. It's a dream come true. It's like a great family. I feel very Aww. fortunate to be part of it. And I love that we know that she loves Seth Green so much because they're in like every scene together. And yeah. the that there's like a tenderness chemistry. between them. Yeah. yeah, and a chemistry that you really do feel. So I thought that was cute. If you guys want to read more about it, you can go on foxnewslatino.com. I will say this. At your housekeeper, if you've had one that like has this kind of relationship with you, is like your other parent. Yeah. 
Yeah. Or like a grandparent. They're like the one that spoils you when like the other person's not look like the other parent isn't looking or yeah. like cooks for you. You had a relationship like that with someone in your house as well. Do yeah. You think? Yeah. Oh my god, I was devastated like when I moved to LA and like yeah. wasn't with her anymore. <laughs> So it's not. It's a real representation. And I never can, had a housekeeper, but now I kind of want to get one. You seeing get how one. awesome they are. I mean, I mean they're I mean, not all the same. And maybe she but. could be a cougar. That's very true. Mine or, was in my family panther. for eighteen years, though. So. But am I young enough to actually have a cougar? Or yeah, am I too old to no, have a cougar? No, you're not. She just has to be older than you, so she'd be like a panther, probably. Yeah. I'm not that what? old. I'm well, not that then old. she'd be a cougar. <laughs> I think math is not happening. <laughs> you know what? Whatever. Um, okay. Well, let's... if you love to clean studio apartments, then holler Call at me. Call Kevin. Right. All right. Job let's predict. Let's predict. Predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. Well, Kevin, do you want to kind of I don't know. Say... Should I go with that one or I should mean, I maybe... predict something else? Uh... Well, I mean, you kind of predicted that you thought Veronica was going to be having a love interest. I piggybacked on that and said that. Eli's going to get jealous. I agree. I agree. So she will have a love interest. Who that love interest is, McCall and Calkin or whoever. It should be like a name actor. It would be exactly. funny. Exactly. Yeah, for because sure. Because that would make Seth that much more jealous. Totally. So yeah. I think that would be a banging mm-hmm. idea. Banging. Right. That's my prediction. Okay. I predict that they're going to create a new video game of some kind because from the first yeah. episode until now, they haven't, they haven't actually talked about any of their work that they do. So I think that it's going to come back around and they're going to have like some serious business to do. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Pay more attention to the business. Yeah. yeah. Good call. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in, listening, and watching our after show for Dads on Fox. I am your host, Lauren Leonelli. You can find me at Lauren Leonelli on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Vine, and my website. I'm Jennifer Golden. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Jen the Jew on Facebook as Jennifer Golden and on my website, JenniferGolden.com. Kevin John, you can find me on Twitter at HeyKevinJohn. On my website, www.itskevinjohn.com and Facebook, Kevin John Peters. All right, guys. Thanks again. We will see you next week. And here, you can have your pen back, Kevin. Thank you. Can I flip the top off No, now? you can't. No. You sure? See you next week. Peace out. Bye. Oh, oh, executive God. producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you, buzz you, later. you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.